0: What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. On today's episode, you guys know it's Saturday, so that means it's a mailback episode. That means it's all focused around the voicemails that you guys sent in. We're going to get into that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, my beautiful Bulls fans, so we're here on the mailbag episode this week, and first up, before we get into this, I'm going to address a little something, just because there's been a lot of in the comments, so I'm going to address Kofi and his potential to be drafted, and I'm going to warn you guys now, that's going to be the first video of next week, so that's dropping Monday. You guys, anybody who's a Kofi stand the stan, it's not going to be a good video for you guys. Cause I'm really going to break down this guy's game, but we'll wait for that. That is a story for another day. Today, we're here to get into the mailbag and to stay positive. First up, we got Shea in the building with the first voicemail, and this one's about EJ Liddell.
1: What's up, Hayes? I know we talked about this before, but here are my reasons why EJ Liddell is a perfect fit for us. Think about it. We have problems not only scoring, but rebounding off the bench and I feel like he does that a little bit more than any other, even even Mark Williams matter of fact, I think he averaged a higher rebounder than Mark Williams I don't know, I'll have to see and check but anyway, also if you listen to some of his interviews he even stated that he knows that he's not going to play a bigger factor on the team than he did in college and I feel like when a guy says that he knows what he's going to do When he comes into the league, another essence is because I feel like when Demar Derozan ends, when Demar Derozan and Nikola Vucevic walks away from the Chicago Bulls, or if their contract runs out, whichever one, I feel like he could be a good guy to build next to Patrick Williams. Number two, I mean whatever number I'm on right now, I feel like he could take some pressure off Patrick Williams. Say for instance, if we were to play the Milwaukee Bucks, you know because the only person that could guard Giannis yeah, well was Patrick Williams, and the way I see it, Eric Jones Jr. is going after this. And not only that, I feel like he plays well and better next to Patrick Williams and DeMar DeRozan because, if you think about it, on the team like the Chicago Bulls, we need him to do three things, rebound and shoot. And I feel like his jump shot is very consistent. And on top of that, he's 240 pounds. He's a little bit bigger than Patrick Williams, so he could. Help us. And by all means, when you look at it, we talk about how we miss Daniel Thice. Hey, he's our next Daniel Thice. Maybe a rich man's Daniel Thice. or Draymond Green with a more consistent three point shot. Anyway, tell me what you think. Peace.
0: And Shay is really high on EJ Liddell. He actually has another voicemail that we'll play later on in the show about uh, Mark Williams versus EJ Liddell. Here's what I'll say. EJ Liddell, and as I said in my review and my profile of him, he's just a basketball player. He goes out there and gets it. He plays above his size. He gives you energy and and, um, athleticism on both sides of the ball. He's a player that you definitely can see him coming in and being exactly what is going to be in the NBA from day 1. Now he is of course going to get better over the course of of his NBA career. There's always, you know, you know, I hate you know, in, in doing draft analysis, you have to use words like not as much potential, not as much upside. But let's be clear. Every player in the draft has is going to grow some. They're going to have potential. They're going to have upside because as the game, as they get used to the game, as they get used to the speed of the game, it, they adjust to that. And EJ Liddell, why he doesn't have as high as the ceiling on some of some players, he ha, he has a great skill set. It seems like he's going to be able to come and contribute right away. That's why I made the comparison to him and Todd Gibson. Todd Gibson, came in and contributed right away to the Chicago Bulls and he got better, right? Over the first two or three years of his career, he got better to where eventually people were calling, rightfully so, for him to be the starter over Carlos Boozer. It just that's just the way that it went. He was a I think he was a junior when we drafted, may even been a senior, um, much like EJ Liddell. Like everything And E.J. Liddell is a player who fits today's NBA. When you look at his ability to shoot from the outside, uh, play inside a little bit, uh, just activity in transition, things like that. E.J. Liddell is a really good player. And I've said it before, while I want Mark Williams, and that's probably my number one pick for the Chicago Bulls. E.J. Liddell is the pick that I think the Bulls are going to make, and I think that they should make. And you know, Shay has a different voice mode. I'll have to get at him a little bit here later on in the show. But uh, so that that's my thoughts. And you know, shout out to Shay for a great voice mode. I want to hear from you guys. I know a lot of you guys have agreed. E.J. Liddell seems like it's going to be the pick for the Chicago Bulls, and a lot of people are also high on him, rightfully so. E.J. Liddell comes in with a ready-made skill set that is going to be perfect for the Bulls bench if he does end up being the pick. It just really it remains to be seen if the Bulls go in that direction. And if he is and if he ends up being the pick. So I can't wait to see it. I, I don't think the Bulls, looking at all the prospects and doing as much coverage as I have, and we still have another week of coverage left, one thing that I've really picked up on is that the Bulls are going to more than likely get a very, very good pick, whether it's somebody for now or somebody for the future betting on potential. So, you know, it all remains to be seen what the Bulls decide to do. But I really do uh, – I trust that the Bulls are going to make a great decision with that 18th pick, and I can't wait to see who they're going to pick. But we're going to go ahead and get into the next one. This one is from Marvin, who we haven't heard from for a while. Go ahead, Marvin. What's
2: going on, hey? Marvin, I just wanted to comment lightly on – First of all, I want to say good, great job, man, you've been doing. I'm looking and listening behind the scenes, and I just wanted to leave a message to all the Bulls fans and everybody out there. As I stated earlier in one of my comments, you know, this NBA uh, run is a, is a war, guys, and the Bulls were not battle-tested. As we can see, as each team falls week by week, game by game. Now, I, remember I stated once that I would probably rather lose in the first round than in the, in the conference finals or in the finals. A loss is a loss. But I can say this. The Bulls got a lot of experience and a lot of learning things going on. I think this draft is up left, it's left in the air, guys. I don't predict who we're going to get or whatever, how they're going to perform. A diamond in the rough is just that. But I did want to say, let's all keep our heads up. I think the Bulls are on the right path. On the Zach Levine thing, I think that's going to play out in itself. I hope he stays. Yes, we all do. But if he goes, let's hope we get something in return. But in closing, I just want to say, Hayes, hey, you know you do a great job, and I had to call in and just let you know I've been listening, man. and I hear all of the wonderful takes. So I say this: How about us building this team to get better? Let's get ready for next year, and let's enjoy this offseason. season. Hey, let's go Bulls, and listen, guys. Sky's the limit for us, guys. Let's make sure we understand that. Peace.
0: And Marvin stresses the the point that we've all like most most level-headed bulls content creators have been saying the same thing it's all about trusting the process we were never going to go from being outside of the playoffs to contender in one season we may not even do it in two seasons heads up to you guys there who are going to be disappointed if the bulls aren't in the eastern conference finals in year two um you know, it could happen very well could happen let me be clear it very well could happen it's just rare for a team to go from being outside of the playoffs to an actual contender right away now the Bulls had a a catastrophic decline in the second half of the season both Demar and the team overall so many people injuries like it's a lot of things that contributed to why the bulls second half of the season did not go according to plan and there's a lot to look forward to with relative health things like that of why the the Bulls are going to have so much better of a season especially uh considering the moves that this that AK and Eversley are probably going to make this offseason but yes you know as much as marvin is always you know stay level-headed we do need to be able to you know call out so like one of the things that i even said in my review of ak neversley the roster construction was always thin right and that is a problem now they probably did as much as they can at that point without breaking the bank but you know, we always we went into that season knowing an injury to to Nikola Vucevic, an injury to Patrick Williams. Anybody on that front line would completely throw off our lineup in rotations, just because of how thin we were uh, with big men and 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 you know power forwards and and centers. So that front court rotation was always something that was thin, and unfortunately, we saw the repercussions of that early in the season. Now, Javante Green came in and did amazing for us at at being the size that he is, but at the end of the day, like you can only do so much as a six four pl- pl- uh, player playing power. Forward. There's going to be times where you just you just don't have the length or the athleticism to do it. But Javante Green filled in great for us, had a great role for, for this team. But I definitely want to see a stronger roster construction this season from A.K. and Eversley and what they do. And I know a lot of you guys do too. But you know, shout out to Marvin there for sending in Marvin. Always trying to be the voice of reason is what Marvin did. Uh, the next uh, voice We're going to the seven zero. Eight. And this one, uh, he didn't leave his name, or he did, but like it, it like glitched out when he said his name, so I wasn't able to understand it. If this is you, please uh, leave it in the comments so I don't have any more confusion on who left this one. Uh, and he addressed his three-point shooting and an interesting prospect and free agent who could address that three-point shooting for the Chicago Bulls. We're going to go ahead and get into that one now. What's
3: up, Hayes? How you doing, brother? This is, uh, is Drew. So i got an idea. Um, I've been watching your, your videos uh, uh, regularly, keep up the good work, my brother. But I want to talk about uh, an idea that I had in regards to the Bulls. So the topic that I was um, curious about or thinking about is the Bulls finding finding a way to improve their outside shooting. Uh, Levine and Ball are two guys that are excellent long range shooters, um, but after those two guys, we struggle greatly in terms of volume. So a guy who I think the Bulls can throw out there and get trade. Would be Duncan Robinson. Um I think him putting him on the second unit, um would be a, you know, a very good for the Bulls. I know he has defensive efficiency, but if, we, if we're healthy, if we got guys like Lonzo Ball and Patrick Williams, and we have uh, Ayo Misumo and David Caruso, uh, sorry, Alvin Caluso, excuse me, Um then we can, you know, kind of, you know, hide him you know, defensively. You know, I mean, he is coming from a heat culture. So, you know, so, he, so it's not an issue of effort with him. It's more of just, you know, he just sometimes like he just may not be a good defensive, defensive player. So, so if we can, can somehow facilitate a trade for Duncan Robinson, and I think he can draft a guy with E.J. Um, with EJ Riddell, I think you know, it makes him a backup foreman. Uh, he brings energy, the defensive mindset, the shot blocking. You know, he's 6'7, he has the weak and and the in this, you know, stature to be a physical guy that had more of a, uh, a enforcer-type situation to the rules, I think that that will be a good, a good path to go on. And one more creation I think the Bulls should look at, backup center, Isaiah Um He is available. I'm not sure if he's going to be in the Bulls wheelhouse in terms of um, when well, he's going to get on the open market because, you know, he's a backup center, so he may be a little more expensive than the Bulls can afford but I've been Hardenstein,
0: Duncan Robinson, and dropping easy with their offensive quarterback on our bench and make us a better team right here. Go Bulls. He All right. And so Duncan Robinson, um, here's what I'll say, is that I like him as a player. He didn't have the best season this season, but if the Bulls were to sign, uh, like I'm saying, like, I've been saying this with a lot of the free agent suggestions and again, I'm not doing my, my deep free agent coverage yet. I'm waiting until the draft happens and then I'm going We're the same way I've been doing the draft pr- player prospects, um, the profiles. We're going to do free agents just like that we're going to do deep dives into free agents we're going to look at big men uh people who can help us on the wing breathe bring, bring three point shooting scores off the bench i'm going to do a whole several list of free agent possibilities but i will say this is like duncan robinson while he's not like somebody i would go after day one in free agency and i could be wrong for that he could very well be somebody who gets a big contract day one of free agency i think the bulls do need to address their size the athleticism the shot blocking the rim protection they need to do um they need to address some of those things first but but three-point shooting is definitely like we were one of the lowest uh, uh, teams in three-point attempts made per game. I know a one-point or three-point percentage, I think, was leading the league or top five in the league, but we weren't taking very many of them. Now, of course, losing Lonzo Ball, things like that, it did hurt that. Um, do I want to see Io DeSumo become a better three-point shooter? Absolutely. Uh, can Alex Caruso be better? I I think he can, but I think we need to put a cap on that. A player like Duncan Robinson does address uh, some of that, but it doesn't really address some of the things we need out on the wing as well. Um, what A.K. and Eversley are going to do to like fix this roster, bring in the things that we need, a 3 and D player, a big man, things like that, I trust them to do. And you know, because of that, it's not blind trust, right? I, I'm going to, of course, have my issues at times, but – you know, looking at what they did last season, looking at the way that they turned this roster around, looking at the way that they ended up filling out the roster after they got their main pieces in place in DeMar DeRose and Lonzo Ball, and how they just went out, they they went out, got Tony Bradley. And on paper, Tony Bradley, Bradley theoretically should have been able to bring what we, what we wanted, but he just was not that in reality. Um, and so I think they're going to go after and key in on veterans, especially with that mid-level exception, veteran minimums, even that trade player exception. Um, does Kobe White come back? That's one of the things he also addressed. Um, Kobe White, I think, was made to be a a shooter on this team when he is more of of a scorer, could be more effective as a scorer. But at that same time, do I expect Kobe White to be back? I really don't. Um, But like I said before, there's absolutely a world in which Kobe White can come back to this team, depending on how that bench is filled out, things like that. It, It remains to be seen. Right now, my money isn't on Kobe White coming back next season, or at least being here past the trade deadline. I do think that they may do something with him in the draft, but we'll see. We'll see. You the thing with Ak and Eversley is that they always do something completely unexpected. They come out of left field with things, and that's the one thing to expect from Ak and Eversley every offseason is they're going to make a deal none of us saw coming. So I'm really looking forward to what they're able to do. And Duncan Robinson may very well be on that plan. So shout out to the 708 for leaving that voicemail. We're going to end this one on another voicemail from our boy Shay, and Shay leaves this about Mark Williams.
1: Hey, hey what's up? I've had time to think about this and. I've thought about this long and hard. I know you like Marvin Williams, but, I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like when well, I look at him, do we really need another athletic center? Especially when we've tried with Daniel Gaffer, especially when what you see what James Wiseman is doing with the Golden State Warriors. He hasn't played a game this season now. Look, I know you've been preaching on potential and all of that, but think about it. When you're the boys, are you looking for a place where you can develop Guys like that. Now, maybe if you're like a rebuilding team and you look for a project, then maybe. But I mean, right now, I mean, I don't think that that be a good idea, especially when you have got when you have two guys in Demar Derozan and Nicola Vucevic who you might not have for a long time. Plus, on top of that, I feel like with the 18th overall pick, you're not really looking for a project. Really, you're really looking for a guy who can come and contribute to right about about now in a way. Now, I'm not saying EJ Liddell is the end-all be-all like I did in my first two calls, but, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, the Bullets have already had athletic, uh, athletic seven-footer and Daniel Gaffer. Now, I'm not comparing Daniel Gaffer to this guy, but I'm just saying, do you really want a guy that you could de- need to develop at this point, especially when you already have guys like Patrick Williams, Io DeSumo, and Kobe White, maybe, who you still need to develop and then, too, you really want to establish yourself at this point as a playoff team who will go farther maybe the Eastern Conference Finals and not necessarily a rebuilding team more a team that's not looking for identity. You know, we are a team that's trying to find our identity. But in a way, I feel like Mark Williams is kind of not the answer, especially when I know that there's other good centers out there who could possibly be a starter and maybe Mitchell Robinson or maybe... Or... I'm not saying Javiel McGee, or I'm not, I'm not saying Mitchell Robinson could be the end-all, be-all, but I feel like, you know, we could get maybe a better center in the draft. And I'm not saying don't get Mark Williams. You know what I'm saying, like, if it's like, if it like comes down to him or one of the other prospects that other people that have been wanting, I would say we, we go for them instead of him. Now, don't get me wrong, he's a good player, but I feel like. It's too many holes in his game, especially where we are at this point as a team. And like you said, with Troy Brown it would be it would have been better if he was on a rebuild.
0: Okay, so I think there's a lot of things flawed in what in what Shea said here. I think he, Shea is focused on potential, whereas yes, Mark Williams has a lot of potential to grow. But the thing is, and this is what I said in my review, is that she, is that Mark Williams has a skill set that and, and something that he can hang his hat on and do for the Bulls right now, and that's rim protection, rebounding, running the floor, being a, a player out in transition. Those are things that he can do right now at a highly effective level while you're developing. So a lot of what Shea said and trying to even compare to Troy Brown Jr. at the end there before he got cut off, I think is just short side. I think Shea is trying to make the... Narr- the 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 truth fit his narrative rather than make his basis narrative off the truth. Mark Williams, yes, is a player that is going to need some work, and he's not going to be the final version of himself right away. But to say that Mark Williams is just a a, a potential—that's not like you're 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 kind of. You're losing sight of reality there a little bit, Shea, is that Mark Williams absolutely is a player that can contribute right now because of what he hangs his hat on know how much he can bring defensively and out in transition. Yes, you're going to have to work on his offensive side of the game, but let's be clear here. The Bulls need shot blocking, rim protection, and more rebounding and a defensive. Like I said it before, Mark Williams has generational def- defensive um, uh, potential there. Like being able to switch on guards, Mark Williams can stay with guards. He very much brings a lot of that Joe Kim Noah type defense where he can switch on almost any position. Not not like you you want him to go out there and 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 guard guards for long periods of times, but on the pick and roll, on the switch, things like that. He can stay with guards and allow the defense that time to really kind of reset and readjust. And I think that that's what Shea is missing a little bit when it comes to Mark Williams and what he can bring to the team right now. Yes, EJ Liddell is a is a more EJ Liddell is probably closest to the version of himself that he's going to be in the NBA than what Mark Williams will eventually be in the NBA. But with that being said, that doesn't mean that Mark Williams doesn't have something that can bring right now. And to, and to say that we don't need what Mark Williams brings, I think you're 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 fitting in what you want to see rather than reality. Yes, EJ Liddell also brings and like I said before, I expect EJ Liddell to be the pick. That's kind of where my brain is right now. And he's going to be a hell of a pick and a player for the Chicago Bulls. But let's not forget. And then and then to to address you saying we can go out and get Mitchell Robinson and possibly and things like that. The difference in that is is that those players are going to come with getting paid way more money than Mark, what Mark Williams would get paid as an 18th pick if he falls. So now this is probably all for not. Mark Williams is more than likely not falling to the Chicago Bulls in any shape, form, or fashion. He's just the player that I would love to see the Bulls draft, even maybe maybe go up and move up if they can to try to get him. But yeah, like like the him versus Mitchell Robinson is the fact that. Mark Williams projects to probably bring more offensively than what Mitchell Robinson does, and Mitchell Robinson is going to cost you probably your full mid-level exception to bring him in. Now, I'm not going to if the Bulls do draft EJ Liddell and then decide to go out and get, spend that that mid-level exception on Mitchell Robinson if he accepts that, absolutely. That's a great deal for the Chicago Bulls. But I'm just saying this from the standpoint of to say that I think I think Shay's losing some sight on some things, but hey, let me know what you guys think down below. Let sound off. Let Shay know what you guys think um, on the whole debate there. Um, but I've, that's my feelings on it. Again, my my opinion holds no more weight than anybody else's. I'm just here to give my opinion. But that's it. That's it for this mailbag episode that's it for chicago bull central uh for this week i will see you guys monday make sure you're following the show at bull central pod you can send us any feedback questions comments concerns bull central and lastly if you want to leave us a text and our voicemail like you heard played on the show today the number to do so is 773-270-2799 like i like to end every episode on go bulls love you guys peace y'all this